What's the what's the going on? It's Shade Palace. I'm Sid. And I'm Anthony. And we're watching Charm School, season three, episode six. Thou shalt put it together. Um and this one starts a little sad, to be honest with you. I mean, right now we're watching a recap of the week before, right? When it's like yeah. the girls are talking about their fears and like, um, didn't Bay 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 say she was scared of being killed? Like she had a stalker. Uh, oh shoot, yeah, Th- that was a weird episode because we. I feel like there was a lot there that um, we talked. We probably her. didn't touch on. I think we just. I think we riffed for almost a full forty-five. We did, and it was uh, actually more refreshing than watching this show. But that's not what people came here for they came here for us to talk about the show um yeah so listen listeners no one's complained but we're gonna get ahead of it before you do okay we're focused and dedicated that's right as an uh eight mile style i'm gonna call out my own flaws before you get a chance to take all your material away from you (laughs) is that what he does in eight mile (laughs) yeah yeah, it's. It, I think it's, I honestly think it's just a cheap way to start an argument or anything like that, or have a discussion with someone is just to immediately take all the material away and just disqualify it off the bat, whether it's valid or not. I mean that that is, I guess, good. I don't have a lot of verbal battles or rap battles, to be honest. Um, but <laughs> I think people know better than to criticize me because I'm so hypercritical of myself. They're like, oh, I could, I could never hate her as much as she hates herself. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you weren't kidding about this episode starting uh, dark. Yeah. So Ko is wearing a bathing suit that honestly I'd like to see the rest of because it looks kind of eighties. It's like half pink, half blue, but um, we're only seeing like from the shoulders up. But anyway, she's talking to Bay 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 about getting raped at a party and I think she said like her friends were like hey you want to smoke some weed and she's like yeah and then she smoked it and then was really out of it and got taken into another room and a guy did quote unquote whatever to her Um, and then she goes into her I think she might have PTSD because every time she gets a little bit upset she like a minor upset she goes into the why do i have no family why am i all alone blah 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 and like those feelings of loneliness and abandonment from her being a foster child they probably are why she then finds herself in situations with people who would take advantage of her because she's so desperate for a sense of love or belonging that if people are like hey you want to come you know smoke weed with us you want to hang out at a trap house like whatever she's like oh yeah because like then she feels loved i guess <sighs> sad and dark is uh it is so is PTSD is it, it does it oftentimes allow you to default back to that like complete you know absolutist view of yourself to like that 
like complete negative self-image. Like I, I'm pretty unfamiliar with it on the whole. Well, I, usually what PTSD um, and they now have a thing. It's like basically chronic PTSD where it's not like one specific tragic event happens such as like war but for children who are raised in really bad neighborhoods or with really bad families they can experience a type of PTSD from like chronic exposure to smaller traumas um, and KO having been through the she was never adopted she was a foster kid and she aged out of the system and there's a lot of shuffling around and there's a lot of people who foster kids for the money not because they want to and like it you know what I mean there's a lot of molestation that happens in foster care it's not great and so I assume that and then it led to her feeling all alone and like you know what I mean and so it seems like when she's triggered she does she starts listing you know how she has nobody how she's all alone nobody wants her nobody loves her she goes right back to that like you can picture her as a little child like crying in her closet feeling that but she's a grown adult woman and hasn't been able to let go of that trauma and you know it's probably standing in the way of her experiencing like actual human connection or feeling a sense of love or belonging because like listen mental being mentally ill it's very hard to have relationships um so everyone go to therapy this episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. <laughs> betterhelp.com deal with yo trauma yeah uh, uh, promo code dolazol <laughs> Fuck, we should really try to get that sponsorship. That would be We fun. gotta I think as <laughs> soon as we get the crossover figured out with with the Rach, we'll be all right. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's kinda all we need is a little bit of cross promotion. Oh my god. Code by the way, her fucking Halloween <laughs> hair looked like Sideshow Bob. Um she's <laughs> there's a lot of forehead happening with her current weave. Uh, I gotta see it then. I haven't. I, you know, I might not even. I might not even follow her Instagram on my main Instagram, and that's, that's on me. That's that on is me. on you because I follow her with all seven of my Instagrams. <laughs> you you create accounts to follow Dolezal. I really do. Yeah, I'm the I am the bot farm that is leading to her success. Um. Okay. So they called a life coach in to help these people, and I think like that's a good idea. But also, I think it would have been better if it were a female life coach, just because we're dealing with women who we learned earlier in the season. Like half of these women have experienced sexual trauma, and that's probably a lot of like what is hindering them becoming who they want to be. So I just, you know, to have like a middle, like, oh, a middle aged man's telling you what to do, the way of the world. So I don't know. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, that's a, actually a really good point that I didn't get watching this the first time because I don't know. I think a lot of the people they bring in are usually pretty ineffective. Like, yeah. They're not really great, but this guy's actually pretty good. Like, yeah, he's, I think absolutely he's got the right good. idea. I think this is a good mental exercise for these girls, but, uh, yeah, that's a good point I didn't pick up on is like, oh yeah, no, all, but all of them are about to walk up and talk about their, their sexual trauma that, yeah, it's kind of hard for a woman to talk to a man and then a man to give advice on how to go about that as a woman. 
Yeah, it just is. And he does, he has them do like really good exercises where it's like visualization. What do you want to be? Who is your best self? Um, you know, typical life coach things like what do you want? Where do you want to be in life? All right, let's come up with what would have to happen f to get there. And, you know, you work out a plan to fucking change your life. Um, and so it's pretty good. Uh but yeah, it, I feel like it would have been better if it were a woman just because life coaches can ver be very stern with how they guide you. And like, I don't think they need a man being stern with them. But he, like you said, he's really good at his job. Yeah. Um, has Bubbles gone up yet? Bubbles has not. Yeah, hers she, is a lot. Yeah, it's a lot of, it's just a, if that's how her brain works, I'm, I'd hate to be inside our head. It's just yeah. a, a constant flow of stuff. It's a great, like her, it's like severe ADD, like severe. Um, which is like why people with ADD generally don't, um, reach higher levels of careers because they're always distracted and career hopping. Cause when they ask bubbles what she wants to do or be, she's like, uh, a teacher, a voice for cartoons, a this or that, and like, it's. Yes, I want to convince my brother to go back to school. I want to go back to school. What school? Like, yeah, it's kind of bouncing all over the place. Yeah, I, I, as someone who wasn't diagnosed with ADD until I was an adult, like I can relate because I just have a collection of degrees that I don't use. Um, because I'll be like, oh, this is who I am, and then like, I'll like do that and then i'm like this i i'm bored of this what's next so i do have a little bit of bubbles inside of me and um i'm sorry that i'm so hateful to her you see so much of yourself in her it's that like, is yeah you hate, you hate the people that you're similar to and i see a lot of bubbles in you for better yeah. or worse yep that's as unfortunate um so they drive these people to the hood, which, by the way, let's talk to you as someone who lives in L.A. They're like driving through this neighborhood with camps and stuff. And the girls are like, oh, man, this neighborhood is scary. And I was like, yeah, it doesn't look great. But also, like, all of L.A. looks like that now. Yeah. Yeah. This was, uh, what, 15 years ago, mm -hmm. 14, 13 years ago. I think things were different then. But, uh, yeah, no, there's really nice parts of L.A. Venice like Santa Monica with like t tent cities and stuff like that on it. This could be, this could be in my neighborhood for all I know. Yeah. So they're going to build a play set for underprivileged kids. Um, and uh, they're going to break up into teams to build, you know, like when I say play set, I'm talking about a slide swing situation. Um, and it's already kind of like erected too. It's already standing. Oh, yeah. They're just building the stuff on the side of it. They're putting like, like a slide on and like yeah, drilling it in. They don't, I don't even think they give them power tools. I don't, I don't think they let them have the power tools. Yeah, they probably don't need them. I like built this pergola, um, where I ordered a pergola from Home Depot and it arrived in pieces. And it was similar to this, where you just kind of put things together and follow directions. Um, and it didn't require power tools. Oh, they do give them power tools. Fuck, these people are going to fuck this shit up. But, like, <laughs> you really do just have to read the directions 
and they're never good and the drawings are never good so you have to read it a couple times till it makes sense and then you do the thing but that's not how they're going to go about this they're not Mm -mm. they're going to do this i i love when people pick something up and they go i don't understand and then they just clock out instead of like being like (laughs) wait i'm not sure let me read it again you know what i mean I, I say that and I, I'd like to say that I'm I'm firm in that school of thought, but I'm also someone that like I zone out when people are explaining the rules to like new games or like zone out when I'm trying to learn a card game instruction or something like that. And then I just resign myself to not playing the game or not actually play like using the rules in place. Because I'm just, I'm sort of a, a natural born renegade like that. Yeah, it's, you know what, honestly, it's hard for me to pay attention when somebody is telling me it. But if I'm reading it, it's much easier for me. Um, so I don't know what that is. But yeah, sometimes when people are telling you things, I'm, I'm like, listen, you're telling me 10 things. Like, tell me the first two and then I'm going to check back in for the next two. <laughs> I think that's why I like written directions. It's like one step at a time. Don't like don't tell me how to get somewhere and you tell me 10 turns verbally like just write it down and I can reference I have the, it. I, even reading directions, I have the worst habit of thinking that I know steps one through three of oh. everything immediately. So I skip to like four and I'm like, OK, <laughs> I know what these pieces kind of are. Let's reverse engineer it. And then I get to step like nine of building this Ikea bed frame. And I'm like, shit. I don't uh, even have a hammer. Yeah, the worst is when you put it all together and then you realize like one of the pieces is backwards, but then you have to take th- like three pieces off to get to the one piece to flip it around. Um, mm-hmm. You're like, oh, Sounds yeah. like you've built furniture with me before. Um, well, I've b- I have a friend like... D- little known thing about me i used to own a construction company like i co-owned a construction company and i made (laughs) custom cabinets um again this is part of being an adult with add i've had many lives but um so i'm like pretty adept at tools and i have a friend who every time he buys like a piece of ikea type furniture he has me put it together for him because he's just like i'm gonna strip the screws like i always break it somehow he's like i can't screw he's like thank god sex is more like hammering it's just back and forth because if sex involved (laughs) twisting i wouldn't be able to do that either um but anyways so yeah i've put together a lot of the ikea style furniture and like sometimes like the directions it doesn't set it's just like a drawing and you're like this doesn't look like anything i'm looking at and then yeah you got to go back and take things apart to flip something around and you're like god this is my whole day you just get so worked up and it's not a big deal but it feels like it it's and the the fleeting moment of accomplishment at the end uh mm. it feels good in retrospect like that's the part i hold on to of like okay i built my desk that's awesome i yeah. built my dresser that's kind of cool but i remember how frustrating and hot that room gets that room gets 30 degrees warmer when you're trying to put something together and you forget how frustrating it is and how little that validation at the end actually means it just means that you don't have to do it anymore it's not like look at me look what i did i don't get that anymore no it's just like okay fuck it's over yeah, it's a good thing I don't snap this over my knee. Yeah, you know what? I think you you na- you hit the nail on the head. It's that it gets hot. Usually, when you're assembling IKEA furniture, you're in a, a small room, and it's just it's that you get the IKEA sweats. It gets too hot, and you're just you. Can this be over so I can just? I just need to get out of this room. Yep, I'm sweating like a Swedish meatball. Yeah. So these ladies are 
putting the pieces on this thing ko is um using a power drill uh and she puts she connects something it turns out it's in the wrong spot but she connects it well (laughs) are they going just off of a photo Oh, no, I think they have a photo of of end state. I was like, if they're going off just a photo, I don't blame them. No, they had a full booklet, and then Marcia ripped the pages out of hers and distributed it to different members of her team. So, um, like... It's a, you have to do things in a certain order, but Marcy is like, well, we'll get it done faster if we just tear the pages out and everyone takes one, um, which is really <laughs> stupid. So now they're like trying to figure out what order they're supposed to be in. Um, yeah. Bless her heart. Marcy does seem like a really nice person. Yeah. Yeah. And that shirt is doing wonders for her. Let's see it's, this shirt again. It's quite low cut. It is interesting during the life coach meeting that Ashley said she wants to be a nurse. Do you think that was legitimate that she wanted to be a nurse? Or do you think that was just like, what should I say to make myself sound like I don't want to be a stripper forever? Why do I feel like I've heard her say that before? Like, I feel like I've heard her say nurse. Like, I I feel like they did something in Rock of Love where she had to career plan or uh... like provide something and i feel like i've heard her say like yeah i want to go back to school and be a nurse and okay so maybe it was a real thing and i don't know if she ever did that or not i don't know i don't think she did Uh, a lot of them did go back and end up being nurses i think i think that's like a pretty common profession for a lot of these don't threaten me Um, with a good time tiffany became a nurse that's right (laughs) she sure did and Destiny the, um, did too. Destiny became like a nursing assistant. I think didn't Brandy C might have Brandy C might have become a nurse too. Maybe. maybe, maybe not. I have this weird feeling that she did. Dude, Megan Hauserman, her Instagram, like there's like so many things I take umbrage with. Like she's too old to have platinum white, white hair. Like she has she reminds me of Holly Madison from season one of girls next door where it's just like white hair. Um, but it's like outdated and it makes you look older if you're 40. And so Megan Hauserman has like white, white hair. And then she clearly has had like a lot of Botox, like her face doesn't move and her eyebrows are too thin. And so she looks very alien. And I'm like, if she would just like stop, plucking her eyebrows and go for a more natural looking blonde i mean she would look like a knockout but instead she looks like a 40 year old woman who's still trying to be 25 and it's very uncomfortable to look at yeah man she looks alien yeah very alien did you say alien. alien yeah is that okay yeah i see it it's I feel like a really her face almost looks the same kind of ish. Mm-hmm. No, it doesn't actually. It doesn't. Cause she's got a little bit of a, a Mickey Rourke, uh, carved face, carved <laughs> smile thing going on. <laughs> the one in a pumpkin pa- patch, her and her, her and her son look great. Um, her face is unsettling. Like yeah. her face belongs in a pumpkin patch. It's just, it's like, you're like, you have a, she has a crazy good body. Like she has a good face and it's just that she does too much and it, 
like she needs to have eyebrows and she needs to go with a more natural looking hair because um yeah it's not good i mean whatever she still looks great i'd hit it but like you know what i mean Oh, a hundred, a hundred percent. Listen, I'm being critical in the lens of this podcast. You're going to find me with my wife, Megan Hauserman pretty soon. Yeah. As um, soon as she replies back to my DMS. Yeah. There's one where they're at Disney world and she's like hugging Eeyore and it's like, it's very creepy. Um, oh my God. <laughs> I just found that one. Yeah. It's not good. Right? No, it's very uncomfortable. Um, so that's Megan Hauserman. Uh, also, her her eyes kind of look like like her iris and her pupil look like they're the same color. So it looks like she's just got like these black kind of soulless eyes. Uh, season two of True Blood, where like that enchantress was making everyone become zombies and they would just fuck, and their eyes turned black. Everyone who watched mm-hmm. that weird ass season knows what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> it was very weird. Uh, I'm now I'm checking. I've, I've now tuned out of the show and I'm looking at Daisy's Instagram, which she has not updated in a while. Uh, yeah, Daisy hasn't. Oh, I don't even follow Daisy on Instagram. What? Well, she's very um, picky about who she approves to follow her. Huh. I think I've been seeing her post on Facebook. I can go ahead and I can go do a quick Facebook scan. Yeah, yeah, please, because we we're relying on you to update us on what she's doing because she's more open on Facebook with her crazy. I don't know. She posted thirty minutes ago and said never before seen scenes from VH1, and it's like a link to her Instagram. No. Oh no, never mind. It's a link to celebreality underscore VH1 Instagrams. Yeah, we'll have to check that out. I don't know. Back to Facebook. Um, she By wakes way, up with sleep paralysis at 3 a.m. every single night. Oh, that's not good. At least she knows it's sleep paralysis. A lot of people, um, they get sleep paralysis and then they like think that they're like, uh, they misinterpret interpret it for like alien abduction or whatever. Um, because I did a, a podcast about like people who think that they were fucked by aliens, and like a lot of psychologists are like, this is just sleep paralysis, or people who think that they um are fucked by ghosts, it's just sleep paralysis. They're like, I couldn't move, and like, blah blah, blah. and it's like, well, you you just had sleep paralysis. You weren't fucked by an alien or a ghost. I d- I do think I'm about three scrolls away from ghost fucking and alien fucking. So I would, I would ask to, all right, here's one. Here's something. Uh, she posted, uh, about organ harvesting in China. Huh? Oh yeah. They take it from the, um, who are the people that they the Uyghurs? have? In- the Uyghurs. Yeah. They, they harvest organs from them in the concentration camps. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's not good, you know. It's mm-mm, da- mm-mm. There's Daisy with some facts and not some like actual. I was gonna say, stuff. not the first time Daisy and I have agreed on something. Yeah, I think you guys could really make a go of it. Uh, again, all she has to do is just respond back to my DMs, and we can make it happen, <laughs> Daisy. <laughs>
Um, so for the listeners, the ladies are at dinner with Ricky Lake and they're discussing like what they want out of charm school and what they've gotten out of it. Um, they all look very nice. So I'll say that everyone looks very nice. Um, yeah, even bubbles. Yeah. They, I don't know. Like they finally, they all decided to get dolled up for Ricky. Um, and I would too, because Ricky is a legend in our hearts and our minds. And now, and now Ricky's gone, so they're getting wasted. I feel like we haven't seen them get really wasted in a few weeks. Am I wrong? Has it been think, less than that? Uh, none of them have drank together, so this is actually really exciting. Like they haven't had like a, the cast of both shows have fun together, but it looks like they're actually mm. bonding. It just they needed to whittle it down where there weren't enough women to have clicks from each show. And so like now they're forced to bond because they don't have an army of castmates behind them. Right. Oh, this is the part. So um whatever. Uh, they were all joking. They were having a jolly, a jolly good time, imbibing, and uh, Ko offers Marcia a cranberry vodka and says it's just cranberry juice, and like Marcia is sober. Is she like f- forced to be sober by Ricky I in the house? I think maybe they told her she can't drink anymore, or that was like a challenge they issued. Um, so I think. Yeah, that's crazy. Good for Marcia. I mean, she was sober, so she was able to figure out that it was a trick. Because if she was drunk, she probably wouldn't have. Um, Right. But, yeah. Okay, that's, I mean, that's smart. She says, when they send me home, it's not going to be because of alcohol. Which is something that uh, both Courtney and Gia should have learned, but they didn't, and they both <laughs> were sent home for being drunk messes. Um, and you know, she's like, "I did. I can't believe Ko tried to do that to me. It, like, it doesn't seem like something she would do, but it's something drunk people do all the time. Like, Ko was already all drunk, the time. so it's like, have a drink. Oh, have a. Dr-. I mean, I've seen it happen a million times where it's like." No, it's just water. Here, have it. And you're like, why are you tricking and bullying people into drinking more with you? Are you uh, are you sober still? Is that Me? a thing you can ask somebody? Yeah. I forgot. Yeah, yeah. I know I'm you were so- sober for a while. You're still sober? Yeah. Did people do that all the time for you? Uh, Yeah. Well, I don't have a social life anymore. But um, when I first quit drinking, like, I got a lot of pushback. Um, from like friends who were like, you were more fun when you drank. I wish you still drank. You were the fun. You know what I mean? And eventually Mm -hmm. I had to just accept like I couldn't be friends with those people anymore that were like my good buddies, like my party friends that like we would hang out like three, four times a week. And like I had to just accept like, oh, they only want to be friends with the version of me that stays out all night drinking. They don't want to be friends with the version of me that wants to get coffee or go hiking. You know what I mean? Um, Mm -hmm. But people are very, like, pushy like that. Um, And it's very annoying. And, like, they do it now. They do it to me with carbs. They're like, just, you know, here, it's your birthday. Eat the pasta, loser. 
And I'm like, yeah. then I eat it and then I hate myself. Um, so what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, people because here's the thing is like drinking makes people want to be social. And so when you're drunk, you're like, oh, I'm drunk. This is so fun. I want everyone to be drunk and having fun with me. And so they get you just drunk. People get pushy and they want, you know, eh, do another round, another shot, you know, and it's just like, uh, hmm. I was sober for like two months last year. And the first time I went to a party with all of those friends, I was like, I think I just need new friends. I I, I ended yeah. up keeping them around. Because once you go back to drinking again, it's like, oh, these people are actually fun. I just got to be on their level. But when you are not at their level, you got to be around different people. Like you yeah. got to be around it. It's a, some people just got to go and sit in the corner for a little while. And then you got to, you got to bring in the alternates. Yeah, and I didn't think that it was going to be that experience because, like, in my – I used to have, like, this big party group of friends that probably there was, like, 30 of us. Um, and there were a couple sober people in that group, like, people who had been drug addicts and now were totally sober. And, like, they would party with us, and I never noticed. Like, one of them I knew for a year, and he was, like yeah, – told me he didn't drink. I go, really? He goes, yeah, most people don't even notice, like, at parties that I'm just – drinking like soda water no one has picks up on it and I was like that's cool and so like I kind of thought that um you know oh well there's other sober people that party but it turns out like as a sober I don't like that <laughs> I don't like I crowds it. or loudness <laughs> and like in order to um handle big groups or loud volumes I I would have to be drunk so it's just yeah you bring in the alternates <laughs> Um, and you do like, you know, one of my old friends, like we were friends like for probably five years into my sobriety. And then eventually like, she like went off on me about how I'm not fun. And I was like, yeah, I, I guess not. But like, <laughs> well, like, I don't know. You know what I mean? What are you going to do? Yeah, what are you going to do? You, just, the, uh... you get a fucking dog and a vibrator, you know, what I, and you just pack it in. What's I so I have a uh a actual a female companion now. Yes. And mm -hmm. this was my first weekend going to a bar like with my friends, not her, but like a, a bar that I've been to a thousand times. And usually I'm I'm used to walking into that bar with a different mindset of like I'm gonna get fucked up and try and find a girl to hook up with. Uh -huh. And this time I went and I walked in. It was like a breath of fresh air. I was noticing the paintings on the wall. I was talking <laughs> to the bartenders. I was chatting up with the bouncer. Like I was having more fun with my friends. It was a totally different environment. Yeah. And like I don't think I could be like sober in that environment. But that's like the closest thing I've come to feeling like an outlier, but almost in like a decent ish way. Yeah, it's amazing how having like a relationship slash, slash sex life on lock clears up the mind for so many things like what because when you are like dating, it's like, you know, meeting people, going out, going on dates, hooking, like it takes a forefront. And then it's like once you get that, you're like, oh, I have so much like mental space now to. No, now yeah, that for like, self-actualization and <laughs> like my basic needs are met yeah like it's much easier for me to focus on like anything in life like school if it's like yeah i'm just i'm focused on school because there's already someone at home like i don't have to worry about that um you just get people get a little too wily you know what i mean when you're single yeah. too long it just it gets mm -hmm. weird 
I don't even mm-hmm. like being in a relationship, but I understand that I need grounding. Um, <laughs> you just need a leash. You just need a leash and someone on the other side holding it. Yeah, I need I need someone to be like a grounding point for me. And also as a sober person, it's very hard to have casual sex because you <laughs> are aware of who someone is, which makes them less attractive. Uh, yeah. So what, why oh, are the missed, girls ignoring uh, K.O.? Okay, so K.O. Uh, had a... she Well, at dinner, she started pissing everybody off because she took all of Ricky's time and made herself like a like a sob story kind of thing, uh, right? And then Ricky bought into it, and the girls thought it. And then later that night, she offered Marcia the alcohol, and Marcia was pissed about that, and the other girls were like, okay, not cool. And then the third thing, after like all that stuff went away... She started having like these heart palpitations oh, or something yeah. like that, and, and she was didn't like go stumbling around. Or she, she did. They sent her to the hospital in the morning, I guess. Yeah. Like this morning of this scene, um, and uh, she came back, and I guess she had a blockage or something, or a heart. For real. So she had a real cardiac incident. She might have, but I don't know. There's something about the girls like still don't buy it. Yeah, like maybe I, I, it was they just think, a panic attack. I, I that, so that's what I think what they said too is like stress induced or something. Yeah. Um, but she went and when when she was talking to the girls, I think it was Ashley who was just like, "Yeah, she's had like three different symptoms, and she's called it two different things." Like, I don't even think she actually has anything. I think she's just a whore for attention, which. Uh, does tie in a little bit with like she's all of a sudden become the center of attention and it's Mm -hmm. like how do i keep the limelight so do you think like that's her thing it's her way of feeling loved is like she plays she's that's her one card oh if i tell people how sad my life is then they'll be kind to me have you ever like i think you even recognize it when you're like a kid in like elementary school and there's always that one kid who just cries at like everything and it's just like this constant like they know that's how they get attention and they're not really in tune with getting attention any other way so they just like they cry over a broken pencil or they cry over forgetting their homework or being late to lunch like it's just one of those things yeah Um, and i think she might have a little bit of a um woe is me complex yo she definitely does she definitely has a victim mindset nobody ever well number one she does need actual trauma therapy for sure for sure but also like she needs to get to a point where it's the sort of rub some dirt in it walk it off mindset because she is just going to keep getting in her own way with her poor me why does this happen to me i'm a victim like she needs to learn that she can overcome things and also uh, you know have agency in her life that life doesn't have to happen to her she can actively steer the course of her life which i don't think she is anywhere near that sort of perspective uh, currently Mm-mm. Mm-mm. i think that's a that's a level of self thought that we might get to in season 2 yeah. Season three. <laughs> Wait, so what was the tease? Oh, uh, I was just talking the about the, the, yeah. Oh, she's getting shamed. 
Strike even Stryker's disappointed, and he's an idiot. Strikers, yeah. <laughs> Strikers, like she is not of striker quality anymore. Yeah. Um. Okay, who is coming down to the carpet? It's going to be Ko, and I think like Risky had one vote. Yeah, I think oh, Risky Marie. and Marcia uh, come down. Marcia didn't do bad this week, I don't think. I think Risky's really hot. I don't love the thick blue eyeshadow. Yeah, it's um, not, not great, but everything else about her is very good. Is spot on. Yeah. I also think she doesn't have fake breasts, which is kind of refreshing. It's exotic in this setting. I think a lot of the um, the real chance girls don't, don't have the same build as the... Uh, Rock of Love Girls. Yeah. Rock of Love Girls have no ass and the biggest tits you've ever seen. And then, I don't know. I I think this is just a different era in TV. So mm-hmm. it's like the uh, the the ass just isn't uh, accentuated the same way. But I would, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if anyone on this show has an ass. Yeah, I guess it remains. Well, Bubbles does. She's got a like a dump truck. Um, really? I've missed it? Well, she's just, she's thicker. So she's got, in the episode where they teach the kids at the gym and she has her little, like, uh, yellow track pants on or whatever, you're like, okay, well, she actually has some curves. Uh, Because, yeah, the the Marcia, Ashley, like, all of them, their legs go all the way up because there's no ass to interrupt it. Oh, they're calling Ko out on her um, her thing, and they think that. Uh, okay. No, so they're, they're I guess she called it story. two separate things. Yeah. Yeah, she. So she had already told them she had an enlarged heart, and then when she came back from the ER, she told them that she had a cardiac block. Um. And now she's freaking out because she's basically saying, like, I'm low income. I don't have good insurance. Like, uh, which, you know, fair enough. Does Lala believe her or not? I can't tell. And I remember hearing her her say it out loud and being like, like yeah. I, everything is so quiet. Everyone's speechless. And I was like, I, what does that mean? Does that mean you're like buying it and not understanding? Yeah. Um, yeah, she's look, she's like having a full meltdown. She's unstable in a way that makes me uncomfortable. Like, I can't even laugh at it on TV. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And Ricky's complimenting Risky. The thing about if they send KO home, which they should, it's going to feel like kicking a dog. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the one thing that they've kind of... It's it's weird in this show in particular is because like it's not a show where you want to be the best every week. You want to 
still have to be a charity case in a smallest mm-hmm. amount without yeah. being such a big charity case that Ricky's like, get the fuck out. So it's it's somewhere of like, how can you still have issues but monitor them to such a degree that people still think you have work to do without thinking that you're a complete lost cause? And yeah. the people that you see fall out of this show are the ones that lose that sense of balance. Yeah, yeah, because either they go, well, you don't need to be here, bye, or you are beyond this type of treatment. Um, right. So, yeah, I think you you really did hit the nail on the head there. And Ricky's thinking That's... intently. <laughs> this is the longest elimination ever. I, 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 when I was watching it, I was like, okay, this must be the beginning of the next episode. I think I zoned out for a minute and came back and nope, they've been, they've been at this elimination for eight minutes. Yeah. I'll tell you something about charm school. It's, it's a chore show. It's like a show you play while you're doing chores. So you're like in and out of the room, like putting laundry away or like, you know what I mean? It's, it's that. Um, yeah. I, I don't know that it is good enough to pay extensive attention to. This season, I thought you were just gonna say pay. I thought you were just gonna say pay for in general, and I was like, "Well, I'm sorry, I'm sorry." Well, for the listeners, Anthony, I paid for this show. Um, We paid to buy it. Also, if you want to support the podcast, we have a Patreon at Patreon.com/slash Shade Palace for a dollar a month. You can subscribe and hear Anthony and I talk about. Um, movies and documentaries that are in the vein of the things that we discuss on Shade Palace. Um, and plus it's only a so, dollar. So you I was going to say, yeah, and the, the episode that's up right now is about what exactly? Uh, it's about the real bling ring because a documentary series came out on Netflix about the real bling ring and um, it's very 2000s, so it's very much in line with uh, the Shade Palace milieu. Um, and, uh, yeah, and we talk about it almost as long as the show is. Unlike unlike the, the episodes you listen to here where we're watching the show and talking about it as we watch it, this one was actually just Anthony and I talking about the thing. Yeah, I think it was about, I think it was about two hours of just commentary that had nothing. To, it was not synced up live with the show. It was just yeah. us riffing. Which is, I think, more um, relaxed and conversational, and uh, it's more enjoyable, which is why we're charging a dollar to listen to it. So, like, this is what you're doing right now is medium enjoyable, and that's why it's free. But um, the Patreon is highly enjoyable, which is why it costs a dollar. (laughs) Yep. Yep. If you think this is good, just wait until you actually hear us try. Oh, and that's yeah. going to be amazing. That's going to be amazing for them. Yeah, I, I'll be vulnerable for a price. So they did end up sending KO home. They did not. Did they not send they anyone did not, home? They, it's a TBC situation. Oh, shit. Fuck, that's so stressful. It is stressful. But it leaves us on a cliffhanger. Yeah, that's good. People will be dying to hear about it then. Um, all right. Well, should we do this again, Anthony? Let's do it again, Sid. (laughs) 